don't don't be like Ogie. <laughs> just don't be like Ogie. That's 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 it's all easy. you gotta do. Bro, gotta... I mean, for the for the record, she wears she wears gloves. So, and she wears long sleeves. <laughs> really long sleeves. Really long sleeves. <laughs> What's she doing under those sleeves, Natai? <laughs> What are you doing under that blanket, Natai? <laughs> My hands are up here. Like, stop, stop fucking gaslighting me. Piece of shit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, I have our poster extraordinaire, Natai. We're finally here. We're finally here. It's good to be here. Finally. 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 It's been After like three four weeks. 4,000 years. It's been 87 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, recording this about three weeks later than we had originally planned to. But uh, yeah, we're finally here. This is... Um, well, we're calling it Awari Monogatari Spoiler Cast Part 3. Um, this is actually the, the spoiler cast for Awari Monogatari Second Season. Um <laughs> Listen, for for the purposes of our spoiler cast series that we've been doing, this is Awari Monogatari Part 3, <laughs> just to make hey. it easy. Hey, at least this is the last time it's going to be this confusing. You yeah. Know? Uh, this, which th- says a lot. This is, is our penultimate uh, Monogatari spoiler cast, next to last. Uh, the only thing we have after this is Zoku. Uh, Crazy. But yeah, uh, I am also up against a time crunch, so uh, let's yeah, actually let's get this shit let's, rolling. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So uh, we have one ED for the entire uh, season for this uh, this three arc uh, segment of Warrior Monogatari. It is uh, Shiori by Claris. Claris is back doing yet another ED for uh, the it's Monogatari right. series. Yeah, just a chill ED. I think it's the least part interesting part of this entire season now uh, while the, so- way, the just... song is the song is the same in all three arcs but you do get slightly altered visuals when it gets That's to right. a different arc um, right. which i thought yeah. was a nice little touch yeah it's it's good just a very chill typical monogatari i like it it's, it's uh, there's not we... much to say about it because it's got that same kind of art style that we've seen in a lot yeah. of uh monogatari eds um it's just the song is is it's chill like you say yeah. it's, it's very chill it's very relaxing um, you do have those like clips from like previous EDs for the entire show, which is really nice as well. Yes. Like it's it's all coming together, you know. Yeah, like, um, like which is it's kind of funny considering that this is supposed to be like the culmination. This is like the climax of the Monogatari series, at least the main story of the Monogatari series. Yeah, and it's got such a chill ED. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but we are blessed with three different OPs that are yes. all like absolute bangers. And we're gonna. Instead of doing our regular, like, uh, uh, mixing this up or, 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 or talking about this episode by episode, we're going to do it um, arc by arc. Um, so we got yeah. we got three arcs in this uh, second half season, arcs. part three, however you want to call it. Um, we have Mayoi Hell, we have Hitagi Rendezvous, and we have Ogi Dark. And uh, All three of them, very chunky. A lot yeah. of talking, a uh, lot of exposition. There is so... I mean, the Monogatari series as a whole is known for its its insane level of talkiness. Um, yeah. These okay. arcs, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot yeah. of talking. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, Mayoi Hell, which is the first arc of uh, this part of Warrior Monogatari. Um, we got the first like little intro bit, 
at the very end of Koyomi Monogatari. That's um, right. Kind of tease there. Fucking dies. Kind of tease there right <laughs> at the end. Yeah, Hita or uh, Hitagi. Uh, Araragi fucking dies. Uh, the OP that we get for this is Terminal Terminal, which is sung by uh, Emery Kaito, who is the voice actress for uh, Hachikuji. So that's cool. Might be my favorite Hachikuji OP. It's really good. Um, it's very vibrant. I, I love the the part at the beginning where it, like she's like. Uh, she's like piling up the stones. It's like already it's referencing the fucking thing where she's where like the dead pile stones next to the river of death or whatever. It's like the whole thing is like very vibrant and colorful, and the song is really fun. You know, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't piece. expect that it's a representation of hell by how colorful it is. <laughs> yeah, very true. I mean, that goes for the entire like visual visually the entire arc. I like yeah. Like we'll jump into it, but basically, I love how hell is like portrayed very in a very colorful way like they use the the they finally take the the visuals of the ed just like almost like paper like uh, cut figures of the cast and use them in the actual show itself yeah uh just like the EDs. it's really really cool to see it featured the actual like story you know yeah that was i mean that was a cool little touch and i liked it um so it starts off like exactly how we saw um, Koyama Monogatari and we have Araragi is is, is drowning, drowning no, in it's a metaphor it's a, it's a metaphor for, for being depression for, 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 well for being overwhelmed really <laughs> yeah <laughs> dying kind of sucks you know yeah um, um uh, I do. They, you mentioned it here, and I definitely want to bring it up. the The watercolor visuals were really nice. Yeah, um, it's it's so cool. Like it um, looks beautiful. And then, of course, he meets Hachikuji, um, and he is understandably excited. <laughs> I like how he sort of like pumps himself. I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna go through this routine again. I'm not gonna grow per." And then he's like pumping himself, like Hachikuji. And he does the exact same thing. He says he's not gonna do. Classic Haragi in action. A classic, a classic uh, Koyomi W right there is what that is. <laughs> now, uh, now they they mentioned their location, which is like the lowest like circle of hell called Avicii, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Like, is that an actual thing? Avicii? Yeah, in they, in Buddhist like, in Buddhist like philosophy. Yeah. I was thinking of the DJ, you know. <laughs> well, he's dead now. <laughs> oh, or maybe, no, maybe no. he's in Avicii. You don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah right i found that funny i didn't uh, know it's an actual thing and that's, yeah. that's interesting i don't i don't know a whole lot about buddhist like thought and philosophy so i don't feel like i'm too uh 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 i don't even educated know. I, i'm not qualified i'm not qualified, qualified to really talk on it too much but uh yeah it is a real thing and uh, something i did want to point out is um more so than the anime series itself um it's mentioned a couple of times in the light novels that araragi is indeed a buddhist like he's a genuinely really? like, believing buddhist yeah interesting in the in the light novels so that, that's something that the anime don't... doesn't um, really highlight yeah, too play much off of that too much um, that's interesting hmm. so basically he's in hell uh thanks for guy and killing Th- him. thanks guy <laughs> yeah thanks guy and uh hachikuji explains to him that uh she's also stuck here in hell because like children that die before their parents are sent to this section of hell which seems uh, very which... unfair yeah that seems kind of 
harsh you know yeah. it's not her fault for getting run over you know yeah imagine imagine like you you have no choice but to be sent to hell just because you happen to die in the womb <laughs> uh, um actually that's not allowed according to christianity am i right <laughs> Oh my god. Moving over that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so so Hachikuji claimed that Gaian, uh, uh her plan is pretty much to kill Aragi and then to revive him because we know that uh, Aragi and Kishot are sort of like bound together. So if Aragi dies, then Kishot is released from him, from these shackles, you could say. Yeah. Uh, why? We're still not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have this sequence of both Aragi and Hachikuji going through these like past events Aragi lived through. Starting with, funnily enough, uh, that night where he meets Kishot for the first time. Now, I found that really, really interesting that when he revisited that, mm. we see the setting as the first time we saw it back in Bakemonogatari, where she's like in the book under the 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 uh, uh, streetlight. Yeah, the streetlight. Whereas light, in yeah. the movie, yeah. Whereas in the movie, she is like in the, that train station. I thought it's really interesting they stayed consistent with the first time we saw it back in Bakemonogatari versus to how the movies. It, it it almost makes you feel like the, the, the Kizumonogatari kind of takes place in a different timeline slightly. <laughs> like the the movie version is like a different take on events. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah, I, I just found it really, really curious. That I will say the that. first time that I, I watched um, Awari Monogatari back in 2017 when this first came out, and they started like showing off the stuff from like past episodes or past parts of the yeah. Monogatari season, I'm like, oh no, are we having a clip show right before the finale? <laughs> Don't pull a Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But it's uh, I, I thought it's really interesting. Then we pretty much go through like beat for beat, like all the girls he saved through... Pokemon got three mainly. Mm. So, like, you have uh, Kishad and Kizu, technically, and uh, Hanakawa and Itagi and all of these girls. And then Aragi sort of, like, wonders to himself what would have, have happened if he didn't save Kishad, and all these, these like, chain of events wouldn't have happened. Because uh, it's crazy to think, but the entirety of the story so far has t- taken over the course of one year. Yeah. But, uh, kind of crazy year you know yeah well he uh Araragi himself even goes on to say later in this uh not i don't think it's in this arc i actually think it's in ogi dark where he says ogi uh, dark, yeah. it was a hell of a year <laughs> <laughs> uh and then uh, they uh, come across that moment back in bake monogatari where kind of strange to say back in bake but whatever uh then they see nadako and Aragi goes back to his regrets these like feelings of regrets about Nadeko and how we like that whole those events played out you know with her being like kind of hurt it, it's funny he was it's funny as he revisits a lot of these uh people and places that he's been to before there's a there's a running theme throughout his like recollection it's regret mm-hmm. and like self-doubt self-doubt yeah um and that's something that's been slowly creeping in throughout the course of the la- of the final season with uh with koyomi and it's it's almost like they're trying to tell us there's a theme here <laughs> it's it's crazy how from the beginning of final season so back from owari uh, even uh uh Tsuki you have that theme of self-doubt and regrets mm. and this is definitely the culmination of all of that speaking uh, of Tsuki funny Monogatari, enough, 
I did want to bring up something when they when he goes and he meets uh, or revisits uh, a meeting uh Onogi for the first time she's like she says well i regret to inform you that we don't have enough time to go over my story <laughs> entirely and it's like god damn not only are you putting in regrets for koyomi you're putting them in for Onogi as well fuck and she even breaks the fourth wall she directly addresses the-, the audience I-, I love that part where she's like as the producer of this anime we don't have the time we need to focus I yeah. love that. That's my favorite part of the As the producer of this anime, dear viewer, I don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much when uh, and she says there needs to be balance, which is sort of like a jumping off point to uh, Aragi sort of wandering back to Ogi mm. and her like idea of balance, how she claims that she's all about correcting mistakes. And then he thinks about like what would have happened like if only he would have corrected some of his mistakes that to lead to like a better outcome like again back to Nadako uh then Najikuji talks about like how correcting mistakes will only get people reward but what do you I wrote it down uh he's got to ruffle through his notes I gotta ruffle through my brain bro and like she talks about how like if you want to achieve like something that seems impossible like it's they pretty much have like a whole brain fart about like correcting shit i i don't like that part of the, this episode i'll be very upfront with you about because like it feels a bit convoluted how they go about their point and yeah. connecting ogi to this arc uh because it's mainly like talking about how he's like contrasting himself with ogi about like she's all about correcting stuff because that's what she's been claiming it, to do. For the the whole that that whole like part of the conversation really just seems like a very roundabout way to get Koyomi to think of Oki. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but that's okay because we see Dio again. Uh, uh, not Dio. <laughs> we see not Dio again. <laughs> not Dio again. <laughs> Tadatsuru, yeah. I, you know, when I first watched this again, I was shocked when when we see him again because, like, I, I don't know how you thought of him when when we saw him in um, what was it Suki Monogatari? Yeah, it was. Um, I genuinely thought he was going to be like a one off character. Same, same. Definitely. Uh, I never expected him to to come back, um, but then you do see him back, and you're like, what the fuck? And then they give this this crazy backstory where he's like, oh, I've been dead for so many years. I've been making dolls this entire time. I've been replacing me. The person you like, killed wasn't even the real me. Koron <laughs> Yeah, Literally. It is literally Dio's story from Jojo. And so so basically, they made Tanatsuru and as like we mentioned, he explains how, uh, again, this is all part of Gain's plan. And he explains that uh, a lot of things. First, again, that like Koyomi is back to being a normal person, even though he's dead, but whatever. Yeah. And uh, he talks about how he's just like as he mentioned in Tsuki, he was pretty much like he's still playing a part mm-hmm. with him now back in hell and preparing Aragi to go back to the world of the living. I like how um, he's doing the same thing in hell that he was when he was in- fucking folding paper to make these like origami figures. Doing literally the same thing. Is this is this a commentary on all of us? Like when we die, we're just gonna be podcasting all day in like hell or I mean maybe it just means be... that we're already in hell, we just don't know it. <laughs> 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 so, 
Wait, so you're saying it doesn't matter if I kill myself? Oh, shit. Stop, stop, stop. For legal reasons, I will say <laughs> no. <laughs> For anecdotal reasons, maybe. <laughs> Uh, the shit that'll be awake for like 20 hours will do to you, man. Uh, I know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, again, as we mentioned, Arnoki just killed a, a puppet. It wasn't a real Tadatsu. He's been dead for a long time. And he Which sort of, the like, more, managed to... The more he, like, talks about the story and about how, like, there was... Like, not only his backstory, but, like, yeah. how, how Gaian came to him and, with this plan and, like, all this interconnected shit. It's like, not only is he literally a puppet, everyone around Gaian is literally her puppet. <laughs> She's manipulating everyone around it. her. It was crazy when you mentioned even Oshino knew about all this. Yeah. You know? And then it, it, he even he even name drops Kaiki and is like, did Kaiki, did Kaiki only come back because he knew he had a part to play in this shit? <laughs> Who the fuck even knows? I'd imagine, like, it's it'll be very cruel if even Kaiki's return was planned by Gaian. But I don't think it, I, I don't think it'll be, I, I don't know, I think that's a bit far-fetched. You know, because Kai is the antithesis of like Guy and being like this, like you know, controlling everything. It's like no. Would it really surprise you though? (laughs) Actually, by this point in the show, no, it wouldn't surprise me now. (laughs) Um, Also, really interesting how when we realize that Tadasu is like be dead for this entire time, it kind of blurs the line of is he a person? Is he an apparition? Then, like, what is he? Which also that sort of question of what is an apparition what is a person kind of that's been raised every now and then in final season leading up to what we're gonna see in the end of this uh, season which is really really cool i like how that thing is being reincorporated in this arc yeah um i do i do kind of like this um the thing at the end though where at the end of this arc at least um mm-hmm. where he's having like tadatsuru and, and koyomi are having this conversation it's like what did you really want to do? <laughs> <laughs> what What it's... is your actual goal here? And and Koyomi doesn't have an immediate answer to that question. Yeah, yeah. Tadatsuri is is. I've kind of said how un. He isn't underutilized, but how little we see of him, you know. Yeah, well, I would argue like... Kaiki's kind of the same way. I mean, he has the one arc that's really dedicated to him, and you see him kind of here yeah. and there. But I feel like Kaiki Kaiki's, his... Kaiki's one where I think the more you would see of him, the less cool his character Especially would be. Especially is. Yeah, I agree. I think Kaiki was, like, handled perfectly with which the I time feel, we got of him. Which I feel could be the same way with Tadatsuru as well. Uh, I feel like if you saw too much more of him, his character would lose his mystique. I guess. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you to some extent mm. on that. Uh, um, we also like get a, like clarification on the the story about the shrine as well from him. Yeah, which I thought was that, really. It's an interesting concept that like that gods or or deities really only exist because people believe in them. <laughs> it's really cool though because we get that sort of explanation back in Shinobu time. When she explains how she landed in Japan and like the people worshipped her, so she became a god as proxy of that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like she isn't a god, but to them, like she she blessed their land or something, so so she became a god because of that. Uh that's a concept I was always always really liked. How mm-hmm. 
supposed gods are actually just normal beings to some extent, but through circumstances and their actions, they like people they gather followings that turn them into gods. You know. Yeah. Um, I I always found that interesting actually. Uh, Dark Souls do, deals with that. It's really cool <laughs> if you guys ever wondered. Just not say. playing it. God damn it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, pretty much uh, Gaim contacted Tadasuru and sort of like pl- planned it all out that he needs to meet Aragi back in hell. Uh, this bitch planning out everybody's him. demise. <laughs> pretty much. Also, apparently she, she knew that Aragi's gonna turn into a vampire eventually, just like he did Tsuki Monogatari, so she also planned that out, so I guess Gaim's behind everything. Uh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, I, um, I, you know, it's also not stated directly, but heavily implied later that she is also the reason that um, Kaganui just fucked off and left Onogi behind. There's, there's, there's that, but there's also they go into it in Ogi Dark, where maybe Ogi is also rep- responsible for like, like shooing away Oshino and Kaganui. It's kind of. It's it's left like, really like out in the open. It, so, yeah. Um, then uh, then uh, Tadatsuru opens up like a sort of like opening for Aragi to go out of hell, and uh, pretty much, um, pretty much, sort of like tells him, "Up, well, off you go. You can." He go has to back ride now. the snake. <laughs> he has to ride the snake, um, and then. He has to say this goodbye second... to Hachikuji again. It's so obvious, though. Come on. That's the thing. It's so obvious that he's not going to do it. <laughs> she, she's fucking there, you know? I, lo- I love how, like, he's all prepared, like, to just go. And then right before he, like, pulls the lever and it's, like, going to rise up, he's like, wait a minute. Wait if a I minute. go, I can't touch her boobs anymore. <laughs> I like how even right before he leaves, he like wonders if he even deserves to be, to be like revived, and Hachikus is like, "You fucking dumb idiot, you dumbass." Which you, is an argument that's come up before. Like he again, it's more self doubt of, of his that's just it's creeping in more and more and more. I do like his reply though. If I'm not alive, I won't be able to lo- to cherish little girls. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is a very Koyomi thing to say. <laughs> and then basically he grabs Hajikuji again and like This time with his legs though. With his legs. He's so round. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And right before they leave, Tadasuru pretty much confirms to Aragi's suspicion that Ogi's the enemy that they've been like talking about for this entire final season. Um and yeah, they wake up back in the shrine when Kisshot is about to murder a guy. And I love that shot though, cause like you see him rise up and, and the screen kind of like like goes all bright, almost like a fade to white, and then the next, yeah. the very next thing you see is like an instant cut to Shinobu with her claws out right over uh guy about to fucking That's slice such her a neck cool open. Shot. Because the claws are like the nails are like, like she's, really fucking long. She's as pissed. Well. Like she's absolutely fucking pissed. So good. So I I, I love that part. It's like we get kiss shot back in all her glory. She's so hot. I love <laughs> you just like busty blondes. Uh, where's the lie, dude? Where can you blame me? Look at her. 
I like that Tanji roaming where he's like waving at Nezuko. It's like, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> She's so hot. Uh, but yeah. Uh, um, and then of course we have uh, at the very end, Aradagi's like, wait a minute. I brought Hachikuji back and she left because of the darkness. Is the darkness going to come back? Whoa. And that's kind of how the arc ends. <laughs> and 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 Gaiden is like, "Oh, I have a plan." And he's like, yes. "Don't don't worry. I have a fucking plan." All right. All right. Now it's time for the fucking Senjo Gahara Appreciation Society to rise up. <laughs> this is what we're here for. Yes, we are here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that that's how that's how uh, my only hell ends. Um, and then we go right into a another. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but we we go right into another two episode arc with uh, Hitagi Rendezvous, which is I guess you would say a, a big wrap up, a bow on the romance between Araragi and uh, Hitagi that's kind of run through the course of this series. I I want to I want to point out something. Um. I, I say all the time that one of my favorite anime romances is this one. And I, it's really difficult for me to explain why. Because it's definitely not the focal point of this this show, this anime. It's not. In fact, it's something that's very much in the background. But I think that's why I like it so much. Because even though, like it. even though it only comes up like... It, prominently a couple of times and every so often you'll hear characters talk about like their relationship i think the subtlety of it is what i like so much yes it's such a it's not in your face and yeah it's such an overt and extroverted and really uh a, a self-indulgent show mm. it's kind of refreshing how much respect like these series it shows to the main for all the shenanigans that happen when it's time for Hitagi and Araki time, mm. it's wholesome. It's, it's yes. awesome. It's it's it feels genuine. Except for that and one I, time she threw him on the floor and fucked him. No, no. I, I still think that's wholesome and genuine. Fuck you. <laughs> you gotta admit I want though, that happened to me. You got you gotta admit though, those bedroom eyes she was given were pretty intense. God damn, I, I, I dig it, man. I understand. I, I I understand, man. I'll tell you why. I think I, I think the beauty and I think the why this romance works for us so well mm. is because of the steady natural growth we see of it. Yeah, and even when it it's in the a, background, you can see it yeah. like just steadily and growing. I the, and I think the fact that it's not the focal point is what gives it is 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 such a. I think the fact that it's not the focal point of the entire show mm. is what make what why it turns so well because mm. it allows it to. When you need a breathing room, you can go back to that like sort of like storyline of their relationship. It's it doesn't have to be the main focus, so it doesn't so it, it doesn't have to write the entire story around it. Which is kind of um, what Hitagi Rendezvous is. It's a breather between yeah. what happened in My Oi Hell, which is kind of like the um, reveal that the there is to a, a, Dark. Well, yeah, it, it, like My Oi Hell is this reveal that there has been a grand plan all along. Um, yeah. And it's like just now beginning to come to fruition, and then you have Ogi Dark, which is like the execution of like the final stage of that plan, and you have Itagi yeah, Rendezvous definitely. sandwiched in between that as a nice little breather, which is kind of what it is. Yeah, and 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 I love it so much. It's so <laughs> good, dude. It's so cute <laughs> that I I just so so the op for this arc is uh, Dreamy Day Drive by Chiwa Saito, which is the voice actress for Itagi, of course. Yeah, 
I love this so She has a good voice you actor, are... you know. Uh, apparently, I heard so. <laughs> she um... told me herself in the anime. <laughs> the anime. <laughs> Crazy bitch. Uh, I love this soapy. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It has the tagi plastered all over it. I, I said you, there's that one shot where she's like leaning on that balcony. Man, I, I, I want to go to sleep looking at that picture every, every night. Not going to lie. Holy shit. <laughs> it's... It's like that Ben Shapiro meme. I could look at this picture for hours. <laughs> his, his sister? What? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this, this arc, though, starts with some beautiful Koyomi service, though. <laughs> we, listen, listen, listen. We got the shower scene in season two. Let me have this in Awari. <laughs> Bruh, the best, the best Koyomi service was in Kizu, and you know it. You know, you're not wrong. That that pink buff dude was like, whoo, whoo. <laughs> and I'm straight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so uh, so basically, the, the entire premise of this arc is, uh, as the OP suggests, they're going on a dreamy day drive. Mm. Uh, um, uh, basically, Aragi uh, talks to... Uh, or Noki tells her about what happened in hell. Uh, he tells her that Shinobu is right now with Gaina Chikuji, just like forming their plan for what's to come. And uh, I love how monotone she re responds to all these like descriptions of hell. Wow, wow, that's oh, cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she said with a post look. And then she goes on to talk about like their one round Kagino and she's like, Oh, she probably went somewhere to perfect her martial arts. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um so, like Kagino just fucked up from the show completely. Um so uh Which is yeah. very also, convenient it, because she could have just like destroyed everybody. I know, right? I like how Tsuki comes back to, to the room and she is like, Oh, there's my plushie. What oh, you be doing to my plushie, Oni-chan? My god, that scene, though, is so funny because, like, they're having that conversation with each other, Ononoki and, and Koyomi, and then all of a sudden, right in the middle of her saying something, Ononoki just freezes and falls over, like, limp. She pulls a fucking Toy Story, dude. <laughs> yeah, I it's know! Like, oh, human! <laughs> That's exactly what I thought about too. The first time I saw, it. oh my god, it's just like Toy Story. And then Tsukasuki he breaks into the room, it's like, "What have you been doing with my plushie? It's I my precious plushie." She's like, "I love that for when she's holding like the fucking lifeless Onoki. She's like, I'm taking back my plushie." Uh, I love that scene so much. It made me. It makes me giggle every time. I love it. And then, like, before she goes, Tsuki is like, oh, I'm gonna see Nadeko, who has been released from the hospital very recently. Yeah. Um, another reminder that you fucked up, Aragi. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's like, I haven't thought about this person in a long time. I've almost gotten over this. Oh, by the way, you put her in the fucking hospital, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. Then uh, Aragi heads to Hitagi's place after they uh, talked about going on a date. Uh, on White on, Day. On White Day. Which, uh, I didn't for... know White Day was a thing. Yeah, so for those who don't know, it's exactly one month after Valentine's Day uh, in Japan. Uh, so March 14th, which, uh, fun fact, we're recording this the day after White Day in 2023. Oh, shit. Ooh, <laughs> maybe it was planned on a lot. I wasn't sick. I was waiting for White Day. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, um, the date is, is, is cool. Uh, we find out that uh, Hitagi has secretly gotten her driver's license. <laughs> the shock on Aragi's face was like, you have a car? <laughs> Just like that. And, and who are you? What have you done with my Hitagi? <laughs> And then my favorite, my favorite bit of the entire, the entire arc, Hitaki Driver Gahara. Yes, yes, Driver Gahara. <laughs> that, little her, like, away, when, when, that little cutaway, that little cutaway is so cool. That cutaway of her, like in the the sport, in sport gear, the racing gear. The racing out, yeah, the racing <laughs> out overalls, yeah. Um, perfect, man. Oh, I I don't need anything else in my life after that. Um. She pretty much explains how she, while Aragi was like working on his exams and preparing for finals, she just on a whim decided to go uh, get a driver's license because also she realized because of the, his vampirism, he couldn't take a picture for the driver's license and he like, because he doesn't have a reflection. So she was, she was planning according to that. So she thought it would be better for her to get a driver's license, which was uh, smart. It's also kind of a cute gesture if you think about it. Yeah, because Itagi is cute and wonderful, and she wouldn't stab you with a pencil. Like, who would no. do that, such a thing, you know? No. So uh, as part of their date, they they're driving to the planetarium. And Which, whatever happened to planetariums? Like, they, 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 no one, they're not around They're anymore. still around. I haven't been to one in... Me either. <laughs> a long time. Maybe we, we, should, we should go on a date to a planetarium, you know? Uh, Natai, you already have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I need. Uh, no, I was thinking of a joke and I, I didn't have any end to uh, any good punchline. So I fucking. You had the setup, but win. no punchline. It's just like watching AI life. Seinfeld. <laughs> Bro, no, we're not gonna go. No, into we're not it, going uh, down that rabbit hole. We're not gonna go into it. Uh, but uh, then that fucking okay. So the so they're driving the car to the planetarium, hmm. and that fucking. This is a pen joke. Would you mind? Okay. I, my mind was blown. I forgot about this. So, um, this is a pen is something that they mention because uh, um, Hitagi was talking to Hanakawa. Because um, one of the things that's brought up is like, um, well, uh, through the run of this entire uh, final season is like, where the fuck is Meme? Where the fuck did he go? Pretty much. Um, and Hanakawa's been like in her little like jaunt around the world trying to find herself, I guess. Um she's and also Meme alongside. Yeah, she's pictures. trying to she's trying to find uh Meme. Um and Hitagi misunderstands something that Hanakawa says um during a phone call as this is a pin. And I guess so for those who don't know in Japanese English like classes it's one of the very first English sentences you learn. <laughs> this is That's a pen. So funny. This is a pen. <laughs> uh, because as short and as like concise as a sentence as that is, there are four individual parts of speech that you can analyze in that one mm. sentence. Um uh, so it's a really it's good start and it, Japanese. Be, being very simple it's a, easy to understand and translate but it's also like there's a lot to analyze there when you're first learning English uh, right but I forget because it's, it's been like three or four weeks since I've watched this but I forget exactly what the um, thing that she this actually is a, this, this pen this 
PT. Uh, the, uh, I literally just watched it. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, it's like something that sounds like a word that explains the location. Which, which we find out later, it's Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty much that. Which is like such a misogynist thing to do to take this fucking this is a pen and confuse it with uh, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I just saw it. Um, but yeah, pretty much Itagi talks about uh, how Anakawa like is going around the world and she oh, mentioned something about this is a I remember um no shit you remember I do I do so um you mad lad so what what the, it, it, I think this is revealed in the second episode but it, what it's revealed that uh, Hanakawa actually said was um uh despaiement which is a french despaiement which is a french word means change of scenery <laughs> Uh, that flew. I, we were DMing about this in, over yes. Discord. I was like, I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then when you explained to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. She says despemon, which kind of, if you you know hear it over the phone and someone sound saying it rather quickly, I mean, I guess it could sound like this is a pin. Yeah. Um. Very confusing. <laughs> yeah. But it's a really, it's, it's like. It's cute. I like it. I like. I like that sort. But of if you think about it, like when you find out that he's been in Antarctica, a change of scenery—that would be a huge change of scenery. That's quite a change of scenery, you know, <laughs> compared to um, anything he's going to find in Japan. But that—that yeah. that is a crazy, like three-language, uh, fucking wordplay word right play. there. <laughs> yeah, fucking new series, man. Uh, basically, they keep like talking about how uh, Hanukkah started. Uh, learning geoscience, pretty yes. fucking cool. That's 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 a, that's a very yeah. It's what she wants to major in when she goes to college is geoscience, which yeah, it's a really nice little window into I guess her um, interests, personality, which goes back to her fucking to Bakemonogan where she takes him to her favorite spot, which is where she sees the stars and like she talks about all the constellation. It's it's so cute. <laughs> which I was thinking I was thinking about that. Wouldn't it make more sense for her to want to get into astronomy? So she talks about she she wanted to be an astronaut uh when she was a kid. She mentions that. Um so maybe that's why from young age she was fascinated with that whole thing. Um, maybe it's also like a metaphor to how she wanted to get away from her abuse and the old thing that happened in her household. I like the way you writing, think. writing people. Am I right? <laughs> um, uh, she also mentioned this like fun tidbit where it's just like in order to draw a space map, uh, you need like a diagram that depicts the universe. In the shape of a fan, and the fan is Ogi. Ogi, Ogi, and then it, and then it cuts to Aragi falling asleep in the planter and dreaming about Ogi, uh, which sort of like is the main. We enter the main sort of like conversation dump, you could call it. A huge conversation like, dump. Yeah, between uh, Ogi and Aragi, and it it kind of. I don't want to go over all of it because we could be here for five hours explaining what they talk about, but it essentially is Ogi talking to Koyomi about how a lot of the constellations and the story behind how they came to be resemble his actual life story over the last year or so. 
pretty much which is uh, like pretty cool but it's it's a lot man it's a lot yeah um like i said i it's a lot to there's analyze. no need to go over it because there's so much in it but like it is really cool um hmm. it's like they they go sort of like talk about how uh uh like how some of these constellations are overlapping and combined in each other to become different constellations. It's like mm. it's really neat stuff. Like I really, really dig it. But yeah, yeah let's let's not go into because yeah. it's so much of it. Um uh, and I also like how near the end of it, um Koyomi just looks at her and says, Man, I'm I'm so you know a lot. I I'm impressed. And she's like, you know this shit too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, wait, Man. what? <laughs> Hint? Hint? Oh. Just Aragi has shit memory as usual, right? Yeah. Ugh. Um. Basically, um, and then they sort of mention and go back to talking about Tadatsuru and sort of like uh, they talk about like all these curses that happen when you revive someone because they talk about uh, uh, Askelip. Uh, do you pronounce it Askelipius? Because in Hebrew we pronounce it differently. Um, the physician. I, oh, um, I uh, pronounce it in English. I never got it right. Uh, oh Jesus! How do you say? His name? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think in Hebrew we call it Achilipius. Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus is how we say it. It, it, it roughly how we say it in English or slash Greek. Pretty much. Long story short, it talk about how we revived the, like the dead, and then Ogie is like, oh, like. Tadatsuru and Kagino also revived the dead person too. Also, why in modern day, this like the universal symbol for like medical professionals has a snake wrapped around a pole. The staff, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. It's from Greek mythology. Because the in the Greek mythology, not only was he a healer, he was a snake charmer. Yeah, that's like he walked around with like a staff that had two snakes on it, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, she then she circles back to Tadatsuru and Kagenu reviving Nononoki, and she was like, "Oh, I wonder like," and, and then she was like, "Like they revived Nononoki, like, and I and now you were revived. That's kind of interesting." And he and then Aragi is like, "Hold up, Tadatsuru did warn me that she's the enemy. Hold on." <laughs> ah, that but that good Koyomi song. memory coming in in clutch. In 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 his dreamscape, am I right? Um. Yeah. Um, so moving on, um, she talks on about like warning or like about uh, all like like all mistakes needs to be like uh, punished and how like things usually zero themselves out, even themselves out. Like when you do make a mistake, you need to be punished for it, and so like there needs to be again a balance uh, that she believes that needs to happen. Uh, going back to Mayo Hill. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much how it goes on and on. Uh, and by the end of the dream, she's like asking him to like do the right thing and talk to her next time that she sees her, that he sees Ogi. Uh, and when he wakes up, I like that bit where he wakes up and he's like, he's looking to the side and that like big pillow or couch that they're on mm. and notice that Hitagi was also asleep <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shit's that boring <laughs> Hitagi's like I wasn't asleep I was just resting right. my eyes <laughs> Tsundere service back at it again 
Uh, yeah, but then they they continue their date after that, and it's it's cute. It's cute. The, I love the, the astronaut costume that they are yes. in, and, and and I love the like the the different games that they go to the bowling game where she's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," and then he like wins by like a point over her. Mm. She's like, "God fucking damn it!" <laughs> and she's all the time. She's like, she's like, "Well, the loser has to do whatever the winner tells them to do," and she's like very confident about it. About the with the bowling game and uh, uh, what was the other game that went on to do? Um, um, I don't remember. But like, I can't remember either. Sort of the, that's why it comes up again and again whenever they go out and do like a different activity. Um, oh, it was uh, karaoke. They went to karaoke. It was karaoke, dude, dude, dude. I popped so fucking hard <laughs> when they when they when they're in the karaoke when they enter it. It plays platinum disco at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when Itagi is about to go and sing, it plays the second Itagi OPM. Yes. Uh, from Lisa. I, I, I popped so fucking hard for that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, boy. I love that shit. Um, oh. I didn't know there was like karaoke games out there you could play where they rate how good you are at singing the song. Bruh, bruh. I don't, I'm glad we do, We didn't have that shit in Washington. That would have oh. been rough. <laughs> we would have been fucked. Um, Bro, I lost my voice halfway through the second song. What are you talking about? I like I like the thing that Koyomi asks, though. It's like, all right, well, you got to walk arm in arm with me. And it's like, oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Uh, it's such a degenerate and dirty show. You have, like, the most wholesome romance. I know. Uh, so cute. Uh, also, also when he when she asks him to when he carries her like a princess <laughs> to the car, yes, like, God damn it, God damn it, this fucking show. <sighs> um, and then when they are on the way back after this entire date, and so we pretty much also they have tea together, which is I also really it. cute. They also have that conversation yeah. where um, uh, Koyomi's like kind of relaying some of the stuff that's recently happened and, and Hitagi just like Keep throws out there have you considered that you might be the enemy <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, Koyomi shit. has like the oh shit look on his face oh, what shit. huh are we the bad guys <laughs> are we the baddies <laughs> are we the baddies <laughs> and then on their way back uh, Aragi is like uh, or he's like, ah, uh, oh, shit, I didn't, I wasn't able to like get a present for you or something for this date, but like I'll pay with interest. <laughs> and then she just and immediately just goes him. full she's bully. He's like, full bully. She's like, oh, what a fucking bad boyfriend, not buying anything for me for a present for this date. Like, oh. and then and then he's like, he's like, please, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll do whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want. And then and then, and then no, she, hold on, hold on, we get the best scene, not uh, one of the best scenes in the entire series, in my opinion, but also like this absolute culmination in their romance. Like, forget getting fucked on Valentine's Day. Like, I'm sure that was great. That has nothing on what's about to come. But it's nothing about what's happened. She she looks at him and with the most like sincere look on her face says i want you to call me by my name and then he says but i call you sinjigahara all the time and she, and oh, she says fucking idiot. no my first name <laughs> and then there's a there's like that pause and he, he looks at her like do i really need to do this and then he just says okay hitagi <laughs> and then she just looks at him and goes thank you so much 
Koyomi. Koyomi. And I'm like, oh! And the, and the yes! crowd roars! Yes! And the crowd rejoices! Yes! <laughs> and yes! everyone lost their collective shit. Oh my like, god, that, that scene. And this, this, this kind of shit right here is why it's my favorite romance, I think. Definitely. It's so, it's so, so satisfying to go back to Bakke mm. and just see the progression. Again, that fucking slow and steady progression along the way to see that, like, Ah, because you have these so like these so many small moments throughout the show where you see how they so like grow together as as people and as a couple, and it's so satisfying. And this right here is fucking perfection. I'll tell you exactly how satisfying it is to me. One of my absolute favorite anime romances ever is Snafu. I know it's one of yours too. Um, I was as satisfied by this scene as I was by the end of Snafu. <laughs> I, I totally get it, man. I totally get it. It's <laughs> and it's not even a like Snafu is a fucking romance. That Monogatari is not even a romance. It's it's it's. This is how fucking good the character writing is in this show. This I know. Fucking romance is like everything. It's so good, dude. It's <sighs> so. I go back to the word satisfying because, like, in general, this whole season is very satisfying, mm. and this arc sort of like. Like, pays homage to the romance side of the show. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love this so much. For um, sure. Oh, it's like, God damn! I I want to go back and watch this scene not right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but then then, you know, as great as that is, the date does end. Um, Koyomi's unfortunately Koyomi goes back to his house, and who should be there? But Oki. Spooky Oogie. But Spooky Oogie. And Oogie and Oogie. it's like she it's almost like she knows the jig is up or is about to be up and she's just like Delighting. makes one one final appeal to Koyomi. Delighting in this thing is fucking awesome. Like the whole like how the scene is presented, mm. where it's completely black, aside from like a few street lights that like light very mm. it, it's 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 so cool. I, I I don't know how to describe it better, but I love how this scene looks. Where it's like pitch black. You have these like different lights that illuminate the scene, but it's like very, 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 very black. It it, it yeah. sets a good scene just very visually. It sets a really yeah. like almost ominous yeah. tone to the yeah. scene. Um, ominous. Mm, kaiki. Mm, kaiki. <laughs> so yeah, basically she's uh, Augie is like um like she's like oh, she she's like she she mentions the fact that she sort of like bothered Aragi during his date um it wasn't and, a dream uh, after all it was a vision it wasn't a dream or was it a dream who knows and uh, pretty much like Aragi is like talking about how our how Ogi has been trying to like whether it's harm him or people around him or maybe even kill them mm. it's like what the fuck is going on it's like you've been doing a lot of shit lately it's like Asher confronting her about everything that's been happening so far in the show, um, and she like she she's like she she basically like not necessarily denying him but denies him, but she's like talks about how like she warns him about falling for like Gain's tricks and manipulation because I mean even though like Gain is a master manipulator let's be honest you know, like she she manages to get everyone to do whatever she wants aside from Kaiki and Aragi basically yeah. Um, and 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 she tells him, "I'm not the darkness," which is interesting because it's sort of like 
It's been a, it's been a running question a, about her since she was introduced. It's been a theory. Yeah. I I kind of wish I was there back when the show was airing mm. to sort of see what the speculations were like uh because it's like I I do wonder if that like when she flat out says, "Oh, I'm not the darkness." It's sort of like to poke fun at some of the viewers who were theorizing that. Mm. Um and then the whole arc ends when she walks away and she's like asking Aragi, "Please help me." Which goes back to that sort of thesis about helping yourself and helping. We'll see where that goes. It's almost and, like the uh, entire fucking show has been about this from the beginning. It's really cool that that's how the arc ends with someone asking Aragi to help, help me. him. Save help him. me. And <laughs> help me. Scar, help me. <laughs> and yeah, that's, arrive at, that's Hitagi Rendezvous. Yeah. That's how that ends. Um, and we arrive with the final arc of Awari Monogatari, Ogi Dark. Ooh. Oh. It, it's, it's a big chunky arc. It's a chunky we've been arc. Blazing through, we've been blazing through the past two arcs, but don't like, there's so much shit that happens in them yeah. that we're like, let's get going. And yeah. this arc is even longer. It's like three episodes. It's, it's three episodes, but it feels like it's like 10. <laughs> uh, Did you watch the, the Crunchyroll edit where they like compress all of like each arc into like a. Long I, I did not. I watched the Blu ray versions. Interesting. All right. Um, uh, but this this arc uh, does give us a new uh, OP, Dark Cherry Mystery, which is sung by Ogi's uh, voice actor, Kaori Mizuhashi. I love this OP. I, I do, I too. love it a lot. Um, I definitely think it's an uh, underrated OP in terms of, like, the Monogatari fandom. Um, yep. It's, it's very, visually very striking. It's visually striking, but also the song is deceptively happy. Yeah, but it's very like it. it so there's like so many lines in the song about how this is the end of a story. This is the like it's like they even acknowledge how it's the end of a story. In that's the song that's why song. I say it's deceptively happy because the music makes it sound happy. The lyrics yeah. do not <laughs> do not reflect not at all. I love that sort of contrast. It's like it's is... kind of like um um the uh, outcast song Hey Ya. Which it sounds like a really happy, upbeat mm. song. If you listen to the lyrics, it's not at all. <laughs> or pumped up kicks. Pumped up kicks. Yeah, that's a. I love I love the songs that can sort of play with that. But it's very appropriate for Ogi because she's such a goofy looking, <laughs> goofy looking character. Uh, gorge. But she's gorge, Max. <laughs> gorge. Stop. But she's. I'm sorry. The the goof is coming the out. The goofy good to go for you. The goof. Uh, but but she's such a goofy character. But she uh, she seems like that. But underneath there's like darkness in there, you know. And I love how and I love how the OP also reflects that. Like you have these like very wacky like actions that happen. Like when she sort of like tumbles down, she falls on her head. Or there's like this moment when the bicycle launches and you see Oki debacle like a rocket like like going by. It's like it's a very weird OP, but. That like the the sort of like the core of it, like the Ogi and Dark Ogi, sort of like colliding all the time with each other. I love that imagery. It's mm. and when you realize what it's about, it's like oh, it's very cool. The uh, um, oh oh, I want to I want to point out something we haven't mentioned. Um, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about it when we get a little further in because you don't see it until further into this arc. But there is another Nisio Eason haircut that happens in this arc. That is true. That is very true. That's very true. We will get to that very soon. Um, 
So, uh, yeah. So the plan is being laid out. Aragi. The first uh, episode, the first like part. episode and a half is literally just the entire plan that's about to go down being laid out. <laughs> In thorough details. In very Aside thorough from one detail. detail that's that that goes back. We go back to at the end of the the arc. It's um, also funny how throughout the course of them laying out this plan, which is it's at it's at the park where um from Bakemonogatari, um, yeah. where Hachikuchi first meets uh Koyomi. Uh but you have Hachikuchi, Shinobu, Gaian, and Koyomi all there, all talking about know. this uh this plan that's about to go down. And throughout the course of it you actually see flashes back to like Bake to Nise to you have uh, you have like also so throughout these conversations because of course they all talk and talk and talk all the time so it cuts away to Arnoki and Hachikuchi like fucking goofing around and you have this part where they're like they're like, they're like on these like weird bicycles like mm. riding around which is definitely a callback to Bake when when Itagi and Aoragi sort of like were bicycling around these like weird structures mm. where they were talking uh, really cool detail <laughs> also I popped hard to Shinobu or Kishan, like holding Aragi as a oh. a plush. Oh my god, with her arms just Hold locked me. around oh. him, and he's. Oh, I was like Denji at that moment. It's like, oh, hug me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be stepped on by Shinobu. You just want to be hugged. <laughs> I popped fucking hard to Shinobu, or rather Kishar in full form, hugging our regular as if he was like a plushie or something. And he's looking depressed as fuck, but I love that part so much. Unlike, unlike like Denji, you're just, you don't want to be stepped on, you just want to be hugged. It's like, yeah, it's like Denji in episode one, where he's like, sees Maki, it's like, hug me. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that, that scene is, is, is pretty good. Uh, I just like the, visually how that scene looks. Not only do you have the nice cutaways with people yeah. doing all kinds of crazy shit, especially like the baseball motif. Uh, they, they is it baseball adopt. or is it cricket? A cricket, baseball, it's fucking whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, no, I just, I just visually I like I like the motif because it's like. Um, you have a, a set of goals that they have to do in sequence, which whether it's cricket or baseball, the analogy is yeah. the same. That's very true. Also, I like how at first the, the scene is framed as if they're like all sitting across from each other, but then mm. it pulls back. It's like them all backs against each other in this like center of the park. You know, it's like there's something I thought it was neat. You know? Yeah. Um, I anyway, also like that during um, the uh, during this whole conversation, there is a part where Gaian literally explains in a single line the the whole crux of the Monogatari series. So do you do you remember the line? Which line was it? I don't remember. Okay, so while uh, while they're uh, holding each like they're, like they're talking about it and we have Hajikuji off by her fucking self <laughs> we have uh Onanoki who has showed up uh who is being held by guy in like a fucking plushie and we have um Koyomi being held by kiss shots <laughs> that's right um so the line is from guy go win a battle against yourself it's rather simple isn't it killing yourself for the sake of others it's something you do every day 
Aragi Koyomi is the person you lo loathe the most. And so you have to put it into it. By your own hands, you have to end it. That will be the end of your youth. That's the whole point of the hey, Monogatari that, series. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole point. In yeah. a single line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole thing with, like, the end of adolescence and youth, it's like, like, as you go further and further in this arc, you're like, oh, yeah, it's like, this shit is about growing up, I guess, and which is very, very appropriate because, like, the entire point of the show was how people grow past their, like, own, whether it be traumas or self-doubts or whatever, so just, like, realizing themselves because that's, like, at least I, I, I want to believe is how you be manage to become an adult to some extent. Yeah. Uh, so we pretty much get another information dump about how far on years ago uh, the, there was used to be a shrine at the park, uh, but then Kishot arrived, demolished it. But because of the way she did it, like the lake that the shrine was, sort of gave like it poured rain for like this like village that was like suffering from drought for like so many years. Yeah. Um, she became sort of a god, and like they worshipped her for so many years. Um, but then after she left, like the locals sort of like merged with another religion that moved the temple to the top of the mountain, which was alluded to in uh, Koyomi Monogatari. Mm -hmm. Um, fast forward a few hundred years, uh, the shrine still sort of managed to stay there, even though it was sort, sort of like corrupted because of like the merger of the religions or whatever, until the ashes of the first servant sort of showed up, uh, back in in its homeland mm -hmm. uh and like set the whole series in motion you could say yeah uh which is like another way of sort of like tying a bow around the entire show to some extent i, I liked it actually yeah and like the whole uh, part of the the of Gaian's plan is that 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 shrine doesn't really have a god anymore so Gaian wants to enshrine to balance the whole thing yeah Gaian wants to enshrine hajikuji there as a god <laughs> yeah at first, she wanted it to be Shino, but because Aragi pulled Hachikuji with him, it sort of like worked out in the end. They they talk about how there's like this whole thing with the uh, with the three three way deadlock, mm -hmm. where it's like was it a, 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 a it was a snake, a frog, and a snail, like mm -hmm. a three way fight between the three. And she talks about how a snail is like stronger than a snake, and like you know, it goes again. Nisio Yusin likes to play with like the the animal, like sort of like iconography of the thing. It's like yeah. it's pretty cool. I like it. So Hachikuji is being chosen as the next uh, goddess for the shrine. So I guess Hachikuji is now a god. Yeah, great, pretty sweet. <laughs> um, also, they they sort of wonder that, like again, back to Ogi that they need to. Uh, exterminator guy wants to exterminate she's very specific about that word and she's like she worries that uh, that ogi might sort of try and harm hachikuji and again try and disrupt the whole balance they're trying to maintain in the city um and again Aragi just wants the town to be peaceful and his friends and family to be safe mm -hmm. so he's like pondering what to do if he wants to go with it even though it's very very hurtful to him to hear someone try and exterminate Ogi because for all the shit she's done, he still cares about her, you know? Yeah. Um, I also like how they start to relate the experience. Well, Gaian relates the experiences she had with her own sister. Um, mm. when she created the fake darkness, which ended up kind of killing her in a way. Yeah. And it, that goes to sort of like the whole revelation that they're about to, uh, 
they're about to reveal in this uh, arc very near the end. But they sort of come to the conclusion that uh, Gan reveals that Ogi is not what she says she is. She's not a regular person. It's a fake identity. And that she's actually a monster. She's just a regular apparition. I like how they're regular. They, she's they, an ordinary monster. They they kind of end it on a like a pseudo cliffhanger where they're about to say who the real identity of Ogi is, and then a like, boom cut. <laughs> and then it cuts to of all people, fucking Nadako and Tsuki. God fucking damn it! Talk, like, yeah, uh, Tsukihi is like where like at Nadako's house while she's like shading her manga that she's working on. Um, and we see really the Nisio Isen haircut that I mentioned. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm sorry. I, I, I get it. The Nisio Isen haircut, she doesn't look as good. <laughs> Just no, I'll, I'll be honest. Like it's not as, it's not as, um, shall we say, forehead, man. it's not, it's not how we, how, how, how should I say smooth as a transition? Um, as it was like with Hanakawa or, um, yeah. or Hitagi. Uh, but it is definitely a Nisio Eason haircut. Did you notice what Tsuki was wearing? Yes! She was wearing um, the outfit that uh, Cotton wore in um, in Nisei. Yeah, because Kara said she, she, oh, she stole Tsuki's clothes, which are, oh, that's a shame, they're a bit small on her. So it's, yeah, it's a funny callback. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I did too. Um so basically like the two like Tsuki sort of talks about how uh she's kinda jealous to some extent of Nadako for like having dreams and like goals she's will she's wishing to accomplish because for Tsuki she's more about like living her own life and like being satisfied with the life she's living from day to day and like she doesn't have any major goals right now. She's like, Oh, like my sister's about to go to high school, Aragi's going to college, like she like the fire sisters are breaking up to some extent. She's, she's like but she doesn't doesn't have any goals in mind, uh, I think which is cool appropriate for her time. being the phoenix. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Apparition. Yeah. Cut to spooky Ugi. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they, well, you got Ugi. Um, Ugi. Ogi is waiting outside the uh, the Aragi residence, um, and no, Tsukihi, it was Nadako's house. Huh? Or excuse me, Nadako's house, rather. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. like, hey. Uh, you're 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 Koyomi's sister, right? Yeah. <laughs> we just met the other day. We just met the and Suki is like, uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> fucking gaslighting Suki. Uh, like, uh, I don't think we met. It's like, yeah, it's like sure. Want to go home? Yeah, I, I got. I'm on my bike. You want you want to hop on the back of my bike? I'll take you home. You don't have to walk. And like, don't talk to strangers, kids. <laughs> Especially strange people that you don't see their hands because of their sleeves like oh, and they don't people. have irises <laughs> um one thing i do like about this whole scene because we get we get like a really long protracted scene of o ogi and um but well, i like the t posing too um <laughs> we got obviously sukihi on the back of the bike t posing the entire time um, I like that the color palette of the scene shifts from like color, like the very vibrant colors of Nautico's home to just instantly black and white yeah. when Ogi's around. And the moment like Tsuki goes out of the house, it like the music cuts out completely. Like, it becomes love, almost like, like a horror almost. movie. <laughs> yeah. The, like the horror framing of it is like, it's like it's so good. So yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Um, so basically like Ogi's sort of like, uh, sort of 
bugs Tsuki about like uh, like her plans for the future and does it do you even have a future and she's sort of like alluding to like they're sort of like circle back to what happened in Nisei when Tsuki fucking died almost <laughs> because they were attacked um basically she's like bugging her about like does, like her future and does she even have a future and what she wants to do and she's trying to sort of like confront Tsuki about who she is mm. uh like she's trying to like see if confront her about the fact that she's not a real person she's an apparition because if she sort of like comes to the conclusion she's not a real person maybe something bad will happen um and, and then like Tsuki says something interesting that like uh, like she, she talks about how like again goals and whatnot and she Tsuki's like it's fine because we can just like live and that's good enough hmm. uh, and then Oki is like says that something along the lines of like the two of them are monsters that only like that they only should live alone because they are monsters again confronting the fact that the two of them are like apparitions uh and then they take a detour to the cram school goku's like oh i'm lost oh no and go to the cram school um that bitch was planning that all along oh definitely then they have this like short sort of like rant about like mystery novels and Nogi mm. is like oh the moment you know who done it, who's like the who's the perpetrator who did it you sort of like lose the charm of it and then Tsuki is like no like that's a twist but then you can get a twist after that it's still exciting it's not only about the chase uh, I guess Nisio is like sharing his frustration with mystery novels of Agatha <laughs> Christie or something um <laughs> it's yeah I, I kind of agree though that like sometimes you know even though you got the who like the who done it of a mystery uh story sometimes the why can be the just as fun to figure out as the who like the chase is better than this destination or stuff like well, that well sometimes the why is better than the who i can see that it depends like i thought knives out was awesome all the way through just saying <laughs> uh um yeah, that kind of I won't say where it all began because the cram school really wasn't the the beginning of it, but like to some extent, to yeah. some extent we're kind of back at the beginning with the uh, with the cram yeah. school, and you feel like fucking Aragi takes the Yoshino pose when so like so Tsuki and Ogi sort of like part they like go back go off to the super raids and Ogi knows what's up and she goes upstairs and she see Aragi in the Oshino pose it's like ah, it's so cool <laughs> yeah um yeah you get the sense that Ogi knows it like th- this is it like what what's about to happen is going to decide like her fate so she actually sends Tsukihi away and you see her kind of go away on the bike <laughs> I was yeah. half expecting the first time I saw that to her just get on the bike, start T-posing, and just go. <laughs> like, she wouldn't even hold the handlebars, just T-pose and go. So, yeah, Ogi is conf- and, and Aragi are having the conversation of the arc, basically. This is, like, this is it. Um, Aragi talks about, uh, he was like, so what were you doing with my sister? And she flat out says, I, I didn't get to finish the job. And he understanding that she was trying to, sort of, again, confront, the, make Tsuki realize that she's an apparition. And he says, like, the the the, the golden rule that in order to get be destroyed by disclosing their true identity. Yeah. Uh, which, again, would probably make the darkness appear or something and then cause them to vanish. 
Because uh, the darkness, very dark. the darkness is essentially like they they actually kind of talk about the darkness. The guy yeah. and 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 Koyomi, Kishat, Ononoki, they they kind of have a discussion about like the nature of the darkness. It's essentially a balancing force. Anytime an yeah. apparition gets like too powerful or learns its true identity, um, the the darkness comes to swallow it up. Because like in that instance. Um, it would be an uh, apparition could become so powerful that it can consume and destroy everything. Yep. Uh, very much like Ogi's all like mission for like correcting things that are wrong, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, 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 pretty much like, so that's what Ogi was trying to do basically yep. with Tsuki, sort of like make her realize what's her true identity to sort of like. Get rid of her, which is very, very, very. And her dark. identity is Natai. She's a phoenix. <laughs> no, not not Sukihi, Ogi. Oh, and then that leads to the fucking the twist, the twist. The question that we've been Ogi asking is... ever since she was introduced: Who the fuck is Ogi? She's Aragi. She's not an Aragi. I'm not chumbling out of the corner. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> yeah, she's a, a manifestation of uh, Koyomi's like, own self-doubt and regret. That fucking... The moment where Aragi is like, the thing is, you are me. It's like... <laughs> such a fucking well-delivered line. It's like, it's so simple, but it's like... It puts everything into and, place. It's... And the fact, the fact that she, she looks at him like with almost like a smile, like she's almost trying to hide like a laugh while she does it. It's like, oh, you figured it you out. That. And then the second yeah, she says that, it. the darkness just appears behind her. And then we get a, like a uh, flashback to back to the 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 the, role, the war room, you could say, where pretty much uh, Gain explains to Aragi her thesis that Ogi is. Aragi's apparition mm-hmm. and basically she goes through the uh, so basically what she's suggesting that after Aragi's like encounter with the darkness the first time and having to let go of uh, Mayoi that sort of self-doubt and regret sort of like mm-hmm. sort of start to like consume him and that led to Ogi being born which um, is it, which then, mirrors which mirrors Toei yeah. Gaian's uh, mm-hmm. the way she created the rainy devil Yep, pretty much, and which is which then leads to a very convoluted explanation because if you remember, she know Mel, you had that weird like rainy devil with the crab hand mm. and the thing and whatnot. So their explanation for that was that sort of apparition contacted Kanbaru, so that's why they got the rainy hand, and then it's and they're like it's a, it's very, very, very convoluted the way they go about explaining that mixed apparition. Mm. This is the second time I watched this arc, and it made a bit more sense now. Mm-hmm. But what I did find interesting is like the reason they, and I missed that before my first watch, is the reason why Ogi's, is Ogi Shinobu, uh, Ogi um, Oshino, is not because of Meme, but because of, Osh- uh, of uh, Shinobu, apparently. Mm. Yeah. Because she contacted, uh, Demo- uh, uh, what was it? Um, the moment when Shinobu ate the armor, uh, that's sort of how, like, co- made contact back to, like, Ogi's apparition being created. It's very, very confusing. I'm it's, not going to yeah. lie. But, like, it, it's, there's a lot going on in a very short span of time here. I think that's, like, my only sort of complaint with this arc. It's, like, there's only so much time, so they're trying to cram as much information they wanted, they can. So, like, 
tie everything up very neatly. Um, and, I, you know, I, I feel like maybe having the last episode be a little longer than the rest of them might have helped. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. So basically, yeah, so as you said, the, the darkness shows up right behind Ogi and she and and i like how she ogi is like i feel like i made your adolescence more correct uh even if she couldn't make it better it's like that's kind of a sad sentiment yeah to go out on <laughs> but then but then in true clear fashion what happens Aragi is like he sees and i love how it's framed where like the tables are flowing back into the darkness and slowly like the whole scenery is falling apart the animation or like the concrete falling apart and, like yeah and then sucking into the darkness is amazing and aragi just can't fucking help himself being fucking aragi just lunges forward and just like like saves her from getting like pins her down to the ground so she won't like fly away and of course he does this at at great personal risk because it ends up like severing one of his arms and remember he's not a vampire anymore he's a human he's a human he he will not regenerate he that that blood loss is very real (laughs) i need to gush about ogi's voice acting because holy shit this is the first time we hear her sort of like sound almost human-like when she's like, she can't compute. She's like, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to save me after all the shit I've done? And he tells her that he hurt, that she hurt so many people. And even though she feels justified with like the case of Nadeko about, she was like, oh, I was right about doing that. Uh, she still hurt so many people, not necessarily rightfully so. Hmm. And and she's, she like breaks. She's like, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you trying to help me? And he's like, he's like, he's fucking Aragi. He has to help her. And he says it. It's like, I have to save you because I tried to save myself. It's like, ah. And what what have we said from the very beginning what the show is about? The whole thing that fucking Meme said from day one. Yes. You can't, you, you just, you, people have to save themselves. People can't save others. They have to save themselves. Perfect. can't expect someone else to save you it's 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 poetry it rhymes it's, it's like poetry they sort of rhyme <laughs> <laughs> the george lucas school of writing <laughs> and right as the darkness is about to swallow them who shows up who our shows boy up? meme <laughs> our boy and best girl are showing up I like how I the fu- first person bro, you actually that- see is Hanakawa, and you see her like like completely out of breath. She runs around the corner. It's like, ah, ah, I win, I, I win, and then she just like kind of falls <laughs> over, and then Meme oh. just appears like, boom, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> and Meme and Meme does the chattest thing. Is like, it's like, oh, that's my niece right there. What <laughs> are you doing to my niece? Like, <laughs> what are your happened? intentions with my niece, Koyomi? <laughs> something good happened to you <laughs> it's like fucking meme first time i watched this arc I, I i was like i got out of my couch i was like oh it's meme <laughs> oh man what a fucking awesome return and and the darkness vanishes because someone else acknowledged ogi as like a real person and like that's kind of beautiful how like she's she is aragi's self-hate and self-deprecation and self-doubt but by the end of it she's like her own person and someone else acknowledged the fakery of her. That's why the darkness goes away. 
Because the darkness was convinced, and rightly so, that Ogi was pretending to be something that she's not. When someone else acknowledged the fakeness that she had created, like the fake identity that she had created for herself, it vanished away. And that harkens back to something that Kaiki said in his arc that fakes are more valuable than the real thing. <laughs> God fucking damn it, this fucking show, dude. It's so good. Uh, this moment right here is why this show is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's not even close, dude. It's this right here. It's great. The deal for this entire show. It's me. great. And that's like that's the climax of the Monogatari series. Like that's that's it. Um, it's so perfect. It's, it's such a perfect climax. It works. It works so well. Um, it just works. It, it just, in the words of Todd the God Howard, it just works. Uh, but no, that, and, and that's not even get, it's not even the end because yeah. we get this nice little epilogue that comes after it um, with um, uh, so basically on the way to his graduation ceremony. Yeah, they sort of tie up all uh, summer loose ends like. Uh, Shinobu and Aragi go back to being like uh, 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 have this bond between each other. They're like, so he's back to being half vampire, half person, and she's back. And to she's being also a back being a lowly. <laughs> yeah, because of course. And Aragi on his way back to school is sort of like he sees Hachikuji, and they sort of talk about how she's being a goddess. He's like, oh, I'll come and visit your shrine every now and then. And it's like, and uh, and then yeah, he sort of, and I love that part. Where they're like when they're like hugging each other and they say the same thing to say all the time. When he's like, "If I died, if you die tomorrow, I'd be happy to die with you again. I don't want to spend another day without you." Yeah. And Shinobu says that if you die tomorrow, I'll die three days later because I have to tell the story of the great man that you were. It's like, oh, mm. my heart. Ah, <laughs> uh. so good. And then Aragi get uh, is back at school. He sees Hanakawa and Itagi right before the ceremony, and fucking and and, and when he so and he mentions uh, Sanjugara by her first name Itagi, and Hanakawa's like, "What happened when I wasn't around?" I like that look. She goes like, "Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, oh!" And when and when Sanjugara, Sanjugara shows up and uh, so Hanakawa's like, "Oh, Itagi, how are you?" And she's like, "Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Get some help!" <laughs> Uh, I love that little scene though. It's 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 so cute and it's like a nice little like bow with with Hanakawa as well, like on her story. Cuz like you know that she still has these feelings deep down for Koyomi, but she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. She'll find a, a really good man and she's going to be happy and she'll be fine. Nah, she's going to bang Kamburu. What are you talking about? Kamburu's going to bang everyone, let's be That's honest. That's true. And then and then we get that final scene when with Ogi when she when she when when she talks about how Aragi hasn't changed even one bit and he's just like and Aragi's talking about that he's changing but no matter what he's gonna still gonna be himself. It's like sort of like embraced who he is and he's now becoming an adult finally. It's like and, God damn man. And then like like fucking clockwork as they're walking down the hall they see a student like that we've never seen before and it's very obvious that she's afflicted with an oddity and he looks back because he's walking at at that time he's walking with both hanakawa and with um and hitagi and they're on their way to the graduation ceremony and like 
he lets you know the the, the student runs past them down the stairs and he kind of does this little look back over his shoulder and then both hanakawa and hitagi look at each other and then look at him and they're like go sure go, go. we know what you got to do <laughs> and that's how it ends and i was like wow <laughs> What a fucking good ending, dude. And then, like, the, the, like, the last little bit of it right before the credits roll is um, it's Shinobu. Shinobu doing a little narration about how, like... like She still remains in his shadow. It's like, this yeah. is the story of how the, the, his adolescence ended. And it's it, like... It's about yeah. She says it's like it's the end. Of, it's the end of one life and the beginning of another. And it's it's a great sentiment. I love it. This fucking ending, man, is so good, dude. It's like like I gave I gave this season a ten because I feel like it it wrapped up so neatly mm. everything I love about Monogatari, and it's yeah. like that twist just puts everything in place. You know, it's like it's like that twist does make the whole show even better in hindsight for me. Because it's all come together now. It's, it's fucking beautiful, dude. It like, is. That sentiment. They actually full full on went circle, circled back to that sentiment of the only one who can save you is yourself. And took that thesis to, the, to its... Extreme. Extreme, right? Which is what we got with this climax between Ogi and uh, Aragi. And 100%. It's, it's fucking beautiful, man. Um, it's great when writing is, is this good. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it's, it's really nice. I know we're talking about this like the end, and by the the title of it, Awari Monogatari, literally in story. You'd think this I was the end. I thought it was end. the end when I first watched it a few yeah. years ago, but but then it's like we still got more. <laughs> yeah, um, we do have Zoku Awari Monogatari uh, to do, and that will be our last, or at least currently, the unless Shaft one. decides to do more uh, more anime, it will be our last Monogatari spoiler cast. Um, I'm excited it's going to be the first time watching it. We're getting to new new territory for me. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. It'll only be my second time watching it. So um, we'll have two, maybe two different perspectives on uh, what we see. Yeah. Because um, as, as we've gone through this, you and I have both said, like, it, it's amazing with rewatches, new stuff that you see in the Monogatari series. Um, Definitely. I do want to ask, because not to spoil anything for... for zoku just yet but it, it is kind of like an alternate universe kind of story um okay i, I want to get your like impressions on the monogatari series as a whole from this point because as far as the main story of monogatari goes this is the end yeah so like overall what do you think like how do you think this stacks up in like the annals of of anime history it's 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 crazy to me how it's been it's been like so. Owari second season came out in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. 2017 and it, 2017. It's been six years or so, and I still haven't seen it from and back from Owari came out six years, even longer than the rest of the show. Fucking Baka came out in was it 2009? Nine, right? I still haven't seen anything like it. If nothing like not even anime period, I've still not haven't seen anything with like this level of writing, self-indulgence, <laughs> weirdness that comes together like but it's that cohesive and so consistent in its theming. Mm. It's such a unique voice in anime that like I can't help but fucking respect it, even if I didn't love it. And I don't think and any anime so studio could have done this justice like Staff Shaft did. 
Shaft fucking nailed it. Like we talked about the visuals, and still, still in this late of a part of the story, they still managed to like give wow you so you many visuals. cool like yeah, definitely. And again, not necessarily like the best animated show ever, but what they no. do with their limited animation, just like JoJo does, is like give you something very striking visually, and I love it, man. It's so I, I would say. Good. It, and maybe maybe you might disagree with this. I would say, like, in terms of, like, its mark on anime in general, I would say definitely up there with the likes of JoJo's with by David Productions. Yeah. Um, with, um, I'd say, the original Evangelion. Um, I know that's rarefied I mean, air, but... I mean, if we talk about merchandising, Monogatari sure knows how to merchandise itself. Uh, like that's yeah that's definitely true um but i would say just in terms of writing um yeah and like the cohesive like the whole cohesive package of an anime like i look back on it now um of course it's not that old but it's certainly not as old as the original evangelion yet sure um but i think it's gonna it, it it will have left its mark you know 10 15 20 years from now in the exact same way i think the original ava has the thing is with Ava, Ava was interesting because the moment Ava aired and then finished, so many shows tried to be like Ava, like uh, Rexaphon and like you had all these like original mecha anime that came out sort of like riding that wave, tried to be. Try, yeah, tried and to be not just mecha, but also like very... Um, very Ava. Very introspective, very, very yeah. philosophical. And with Monogatari, you we don't really have that. And I don't think we have one. one we have one because... anime that's tried to be Monogatari. Bunny Girl Senpai. <laughs> and you see what the results are. And it's are. it's it's not good. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. And I and I could I I liked some parts of it, but it's not great. And because because this series is such a unique voice, for better or for worse, yeah. like the man or hate him, you gotta respect the fact that he's a very unique writer. Yeah. And you can't, like, just no one else that can write like him. Um, I don't know about his manga writing, but uh, apparently it's not great. Apparently that's, that's not great. Matter. But of course he's yeah, not a great. manga writer, he's a fucking light novel writer. Yeah, he's an, he's an author. An, an auteur, you might say. Auteur. Um, <laughs> But yeah, dude, like it's it's crazy that we've been doing this for like more than a year. Almost so. a year and a half. Almost a year and a half. Cause this was wild going back and rediscovering shit. Like again, this is like my third run through for some of these uh parts of Monogatri. Yeah. Still find new shit to gush about. Like Yeah. It's... If this wasn't apparent from all the hours we talked about this show, we like this show a lot, you know? Yeah, we like the Monogatri series quite a bit, if you can't tell. Um yeah, I, I I'm like you though. I think I give this final the Awari Monogatari second season or part three, however you want to look at it. Um, I give it definitely a ten out of ten. Like it, it it wraps up almost everything I had questions on, like perfectly. Um, Which... it leaves it leaves enough ambiguity for me to kind of theorize what kind of ha- what happened with some of these characters after the fact. Of course, if you go and read the light <laughs> novels, you know what happened to some of these characters after the fact. Um, I can't read. <laughs> but but the the thing that was interesting to me now I'm I'm for the past two three years since Zoku came out I was curious what the fuck is gonna happen in Zoku because it this is such a definitive end like what else is there to cover 
Um, so I'm still curious to see how Zoku sort of like justifies its own existence, just like an apparition. Well, we'll that well, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, <laughs> that, that that's a good that's a good callback right there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to see with the dab dab on the haters, um, dab on the phoenix. <laughs> She'll t pose you dab. <laughs> we'll see who wins. <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see when we do the uh, Zoku Awari uh, Monogatari spoiler cast, which will be our next and last part of this spoiler cast series. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Getting there. Yeah. Um. That's that's really that's it. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah, that's it. What, I can't really think of any other way to, to end this except, um, you know, uh, it's been a hell of a journey, and I can't wait to to finish it out with you. Um, we've done a lot with this Same. podcast, and this actually. This was like our first attempt at a really long-running uh, series of episodes, and I'm really proud of how it's turned it out. It was quite long-running, but I'm proud of how it's turned out. Same, same. I'm very happy about it. It was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm very, very happy that we got to go on this journey, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch something I haven't watched yet for the first time in this show. So, uh, all right, well. Thank you, everyone out there, for dropping in to, to watch us. Check the description below where you can find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. We also have a merch store link down there. Any purchases you make in that merch store really do help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Nizai. Good night. Keep yourself moisturized. <laughs> Don't go outside in tank tops in the winter. Don't do it. Don't get sick for like three weeks and delay a fucking episode of the podcast like that. Don't don't be like Ogi. <laughs> Just don't be like Ogi. That's 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 it's all easy. you gotta do. Bro, gotta... I mean, for the for the record, she wears she wears gloves. So, and she wears long sleeves. <laughs> really long sleeves. Really long sleeves. <laughs> What's she doing under those sleeves, Natai? <laughs> What are you doing under that blanket, Natai? <laughs> My hands are up here. Like, stop, stop fucking gaslighting me. Piece of shit.